0: Welcome, my friends, to the StoryQ podcast. This is episode number nine. I'm your host, Frank Erickson. Nice to be with you as we kick off Labor Day weekend for 2015. It is the unofficial end of summer. We all know that there's really three more weeks, at least on the summer calendar. But a lot of folks are breaking out the grills and... Whether it's a charcoal grill, a gas grill, a smoker, whatever, it is, it's, it's the last weekend to get outside, maybe with the family because school has started in some parts of the country. It's just getting underway in others. But basically, I think the mentality of most Americans figures that after Labor Day weekend, it's time to knuckle down with school, with work, with raising families. And there's a little bit less outdoor fun and backyard barbecuing. Not in my house. And not in your house if you're a follower of StoryQ and a subscriber of StoryQ magazine, and especially if you're a member of the Kansas City Barbecue Society. That is one of the organizations that governs and sanctions barbecue contests throughout the United States. The other is the Memphis and Maine Network. But we're going to be speaking with the president of KCBS, Mike Peters. And Mike has been around the block a time or two. He kind of got hooked up with KCBS in a very unique sort of way. He and his wife started traveling around, kind of being a a liaison, kind of a meet and greet type of person with KCBS, and eventually he ended up as the president. We're going to talk to him in just a little bit. Before we get into that, just want to talk a little bit about the Labor Day weekend. I hope you had a great barbecue season. I know for, for all of us serious barbecuers, it's not over at all. In fact, we barbecue and smoke year round. But this weekend, if you're having some folks over, uh, we just want to wish you all the best. We want to thank you for being a subscriber to Story Q. Thank you for listening to our Story Q podcast throughout the, uh, the summertime in this past grilling season. But boy, there's there's lots more to go. And uh, as we get into the winter months, we'll talk about barbecuing and, uh, and smoking uh, under winter conditions, under snowy conditions, under cold conditions, you know, those of us who love barbecue, We're not going to let a little cold weather, snow, rain, sleet, whatever happens in your neck of the woods, freezing rain, that's not going to stop us from firing up the old grill or the smoker and getting some ribs or brisket or turkey or maybe even a prime rib out there to cook up and then have family and friends over. That's what Story Q is all about. Barbecue, family, friends. Let's talk with Mike Peters. Mike, as you're going to find out, is a really interesting guy. The way he got to his position as president of the KCBS is also a story in itself. But rather than me tell you too much about it and kind of ruin the whole thing, let's get right into our conversation this week. This is this week's guest on the StoryCube podcast, the president of the Kansas City Barbecue Society, Mike Peters. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you, Frank. How are you? Now, you're in Kansas City, is that correct? Uh, South of Kansas City, down by Springfield. Fairly close. You bet. You're still in the barbecue capital of the world (laughs) state. (laughs) Yes, we are. So I'm jealous. I'm here at 5,500 feet above sea level in Boulder, Colorado. But we're trying. There's a couple of guys here that are trying like heck to uh, make Colorado more of a part of the barbecue national scene.
1: They're doing a, a fine job, trust me.
0: It's it's slow but steady, and the Rocky Mountain Barbecue Society, which I know you're familiar with, um, do, d- does a great job. Lots of contests, and uh, just had a, a bunch over the weekend. I think the last one was over in, um, oh, what's the name of that town? Right near Evergreen. Can't think of the name of it, but uh, I think we've only got one or two coming up. I think there's one over Labor Day weekend in Parker, and then uh, a big event a couple of weeks later in Grand Junction, and that closes out the season for the Rocky Mountain Barbecue Association. But
1: uh, There should be one more. I'm not sure if it's under the Rocky Mountain, but they're in Denver, the Colorado Rockies Yes, Yes, you're right. Yep. I
0: think that's the 18th and the 19th. That's invitation only.
1: Uh, it used to be. It was. It started out as an invitational, but it's now considered an open Oh, really? It is. Uh, being on the board, we had to deal with with some of that and we'll actually be out there with the Great American Cookout tour this year also.
0: Wow. Well, uh, you know I might have to look into that because I've been dying to do a contest and I've got you know kind of everything you need. Uh, except for the practice and skill and expertise, but how important can that be? <laughs> no,
1: no, that's just the minor parts of it. Yeah, we
0: we can deal with that. <laughs> so tell me how you got involved with the Kansas City Barbecue Association.
1: Well, the, the society has been around for 30 years, and we've been cooking since 2002. Our, our very first contest was a Memphis in May contest that the next year, they switched their sanctioning over to KCBS, and uh, we've just been cooking it uh, that style ever since.
0: Wow. When um, when you decided to get more involved, other than just a member of KCBS and part of a cook team, how did that transpire?
1: Uh, the, the more involvement was uh, with the Great American Cookout Tour. My wife was in uh, management at a furniture store. Uh, actually, one you're familiar with uh, in your neck of the woods, uh, Furniture Row. Mm-hmm. They had a, a local store here, and so uh, she was in management, uh, looking to take a transfer. I was in banking um, and ready to move with her, and figured uh, I, we could do this barbecue, or I could do the barbecue tour wherever. And uh, when this was the the first year that they started, they had. Ernie and Linda Poland, uh, some con- great contester out of Tennessee, where this is a tour team, came out of retirement and decided after three events that it was too much work. And they wanted to go back to retirement, and so KCBS placed a uh, an ad on their email or on their website requesting a someone for the next year. And I was on the site looking for recipes and. I always joke I was the first one to answer the email, that's how we got the job. <laughs> so it worked out well.
0: You know, I remember seeing that email and I'm thinking boy that sounds like fun and then I thought <laughs> you know I'd probably end up in divorce court.
1: <laughs> it, it, it would definitely be something that uh, my wife does it with me so we we are yeah. a team and um, otherwise yeah it, it would tear up a marriage pretty quickly I'm sure.
0: Yeah my wife loves barbecue but going to a contest every weekend and, uh, you know, now I, I, all I can think of is, wow, an RV on the road every weekend, <laughs> barbecue, what's not to love? What's not to I love? and where love? do I sign up? And what? she's going, see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, oh, that's great. It's great that you're able to do that. When, um, when this opportunity sprung up, how much, how much of a time commitment was there?
1: I, uh, they were, uh, by the time, our first event was the fifth of the tour that year. I think they did 22 that year. Um, so it was 22 weekends throughout, um, the, the whole year, uh, years after that we did, I think the most was 26 or 27. Uh, this year we're doing 21 festivals along with 50 retail stops. So 50 grocery store stops promoting for the sponsors, um, um, along with the big events, some big, some small.
0: So once the season starts, are you constantly on the road for 22 or 26 weeks without getting home?
1: Well, the uh, <laughs> this year has been kind of interesting. We were out for a month, made it home for a week, uh, went up to Loveland, Colorado for an event, mm-hmm. home for a couple of days, out for two months, was home two weeks ago, uh, just got home, saturday night after a contest we'll be leaving next monday and gone for another two months so we'll be home this week and then one more time before uh middle of november
0: so you travel around in a little volkswagen bug right Uh, golly it would almost be
1: more (laughs) comfortable than the uh 4500 chevy diesel uh kodiak that we drive pulling the trailer um it's it's okay though it's it gets us down the road in one piece and all safe and sound
0: yeah. Plus, you know, you've got your own bed. You've got your own kitchen right there.
1: Uh, and- my bed and my kitchen is in the the closest hotels we get to at events. Oh. It is it is a forty foot trailer of uh, promotion and storage. I see. Uh, yeah, it's 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 all there. But it's great because uh, we drop the trailer at the event, we get a nice sleep at a hotel, and uh, go out and promote to the masses.
0: Sounds like a good deal. Yes. A lot of the people who will be listening to this podcast and who are subscribers to Story Q magazine are backyard grillers. Some may or may not have ever been to a KCBS or Memphis and May sponsored barbecue festival. Talk to those kind of people and tell them some of the benefits that come from a membership with KCBS. I'm a longtime member, so I know, but they want to hear it from somebody who, who walks the walk and talks the talk.
1: Well, the the biggest thing, the the Kansas City Barbecue Society has been around for 30 years. Um, We started, they started sanctioning because there was a need in sanctioning, just providing the rules, the judges, the representatives. uh, It's all an even and fair playing field, no matter where you are in the whole country. Uh, Today, we're up to 500 contests sanctioned this year. Uh, Everyone is run fairly evenly. You don't have to worry about uh, someone's brother-in-law being a judge or any backroom shenanigans to Mm -hmm. uh, cheat the system, I guess, as a backyard cook. We have now backyard sanctioning and backyard rules for the chicken and ribs typically. Uh, so people can start off slow and then jump into the pork and the brisket. The the, the I won't say the two harder meats because I think ribs are one of the hardest ones but brisket definitely is. Um, but it, it's something they can get started at. There's uh, great recipes online. There's the camaraderie of the barbecue family that once you once you get hooked, uh, they will do about anything for you. So, I mean, it's, um, it's that side of it also. The, the membership is $35 a year, which is pretty inexpensive when you look at the big picture of what you're, what you're giving back to the organization, what you're going to hopefully get from it, uh, over your, your years of service or years Mm -hmm. of membership, I guess is the best way.
0: I know there are some. It, it's, it seems that amateur events, as part of a pro event at a barbecue festival, are growing. Do you see that too? Because I, I know there's there was one here in Colorado that was the event in Loveland that had an amateur uh, an amateur division, uh-huh. so to so to speak. Um, but uh, are there more and more of those coming along?
1: You'll you'll see a lot more down in the south, south and the southeast, um, Georgia. Um the Carolinas, uh, a lot of a lot of those Southern states love the backyarders. Uh, mm-hmm. Those guys don't want to go pro. They like getting together and having fun and um, having a big party. They don't want to be pros per se. Um, they're great cooks. It, and so it's one of those things where we're trying to balance as an organization, the, the backyarders to the pros. We pay money for the pros, and typically the backyarders, um, as far as us-wise, is strictly bragging rights. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'd love to see a national backyard, I won't say team of the year because that's pretty well reserved for the, the professional side, but uh, a backyard um, backyard team. Uh, national champion, I guess. Uh, everybody, all the it's ultimately up to organizers what meats they want to to incorporate in the backyard. but for the most part, chicken and ribs are easy enough to do in in a morning or in a day. Sure. and uh, we're seeing more and more as 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 it comes out um, stronger as far as that national recognition wise, I think you'll see more backyard events popping up.
0: You know, it's always nice to win money at an event, and I know some of the amateur events or backyard or patio porker events offer a, a cash prize. But I think if you go in there, and obviously if you're just cooking ribs and chicken, you can do it by yourself, you can do it with your wife, you can do it with the wife and kids, just you and the kids, or you and a, and a buddy, um, have a good time at it. And I think if you walk away with a trophy or a ribbon, you know, that's almost as good as, you know, 100 bucks or $200.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, that that's the biggest thing to hook them. Um, our first contest, you know, too, we won. I think it was second place in the beef category, and uh, immediately thereafter, we're ordering shirts. We're thinking about a, a new pit. We're gonna put our name on. Uh, at that time, it was just uh, get a a, a uh, an email, a face on a Facebook. Um, Get an email address and a website, mm-hmm. and uh, we were we were gung ho, going to take on the world. And uh, that's that's the funniest thing to uh, to tell people as they get started. It's like go buy the biggest pitch you can afford, the biggest RV, because you'll end up there at some point down the road. And uh, <laughs> that's almost almost been true.
0: For just a mere one hundred thousand dollars, you too <laughs> can get into the barbecue contest business. <laughs> Well, and they, they see all this stuff on TV. They yeah. hear
1: the pitmasters on the radio, and they say, man, that guy can do it. I, I sure can. And they they don't quite always understand it. Uh, you can start with a 55-gallon trash can. Mm-hmm. You can start with a um, uh, any kind of a wood or charcoal grill from Walmart or Lowe's or Home Depot. Um, it doesn't have to be a... A thousand plus dollar pit to put out good barbecue.
0: Yeah, that's definitely one of the advantages of it. You can just go in there with anything. And I remember the first, the first event that I ever went to. It was a non-sanctioned event. It happened close by. I just stumbled across it. It was out in a supermarket parking lot, and I don't even know if there were any prizes. And um, it was just maybe ten different teams, and you had guys there with big offset pits people with a couple of pellet cookers, and there were guys cooking on little Smoky Joes, you know, those little Weber's that basically uh-huh. sit about six inches off the ground. Yep. And they were cooking burgers, you know. Some guys were cooking pork butt and ribs. These guys were cooking burgers and brats. Yep. So, you know, you can really, if you... I would suggest that if, if you're interested at all, is find a barbecue contest near you or as close by as you possibly can go to it, attend it, and walk around and see what's going on. Um, and especially, go into an area called the non-visiting teams. Uh, not non-visiting, non-selling teams. These are teams that go, they're not selling barbecue, they're just there to compete. And very often, they've got time to talk to you. If it's on a Friday or a Saturday afternoon after turn-in, they're more than willing to talk to you and talk to you about their pits and how they got involved and what they use. And it's a it's a great source of information. So if you kind of got that that itch, that would be a great way to start. And then, of course, you can decide how much money you want to put into it, whether you want to go out and get yourself a two or $300 pit, like a pit barrel barbecue or a Weber Smoky Mountain Cooker, which are phenomenal, or you want to you know, jump in with both feet and get yourself a an off, big old offset pit. Either or. It's fun.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: And you, you're right, Mike. You, know, you meet some of the nicest people out on the barbecue circuit, and uh, when you go out on your first one, you know, you're going to forget important things like lights and chairs and uh, all kinds of things, but there'll always be somebody there who looks, and all I have to do is go, you know what, he has no idea what he's doing, let me go over and help. Right. And instead of going over and saying, you don't know what you're doing, you shouldn't even be here, they're over to say, how can I help you out?
1: Right. And it's, uh, it's
0: really terrific.
1: Oh, yeah. We were up in Excelsior Springs, Missouri this weekend, and... Uh, doing the tour plus cooking at the event and uh, somebody came over and asked if we had an extension cord no problem yeah Uh, had extras the guys across the way fairly new team but we talked about um, money muscles and uh, parsley we had extra parsley and um, all this stuff it's it's just a a nice nice place to share Uh, and everybody claps for everybody whether you win or lose you're still clapping for the guy that got a call
0: are you gearing up for the American Royal?
1: This year, actually, we will be in Dana Point, California. Um, kind of sad that... Uh, that's too the, bad. That definitely is. With the American Royal moving to Arrowhead Stadium, uh, a lot of big hoopla going on. We were already booked to be in California for an event. Um, we tried, um, discussed as far as to change it around. One that wasn't... F- wasn't fair to the event that we were already committed to, mm-hmm. and two, uh, there were some sponsor conflicts that just made it easier to say, you know, we're going to California. And so next year, I'm I'm almost positive that we will be in Kansas City for the first weekend in October to uh, enjoy the American Royal. We'll let them get the bugs out this first year and and go play next year.
0: Now, if somebody's listening to this and they think they're thinking they might want to go to the American Royal, they live you know, within driving distance, or maybe they just want to fly into Kansas city for the weekend and see what this is all about. Um, tell us a little about the American whale, how somebody could do that.
1: Uh, you know, the Friday night is typically, uh, their party night, uh, always in the past. They're still going to have the dark side, which is pr- mainly parties. The, the other side is more of the competitors that are there a little more serious cooks. They're there for the competition. Not, mm-hmm. not so much the party. Um, as far as I know, everything will still be going on the same way. The 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 Friday night parties, you can you can talk your way into some of those parties. Uh, there's a lot of corporate sponsorships. If you know someone at a company, wise a lot of sponsored wise. It's I won't say it's easy to get into them, but um, you walk around, people make friends, and and I'm sure they can find some place to be. In all the worst case, on the the non-party side, those guys are cooking for the contest that next day. That's typically the invitational side. Mm-hmm. Um, they're cooking. They're out there having their little groups. Uh, we always go and can find probably 15 or 20 teams that are cooking for f- friends and family and uh, pop in and get some chicken wings or whatnot and always try to say hello.
0: And if worst comes to worse, you're in that capital of barbecue, Kansas City. Definitely. You know, walk uh, two blocks in any direction from, uh, from Arrowhead Stadium and there's probably 500 barbecue joints.
1: <laughs> Maybe not quite that many, but uh, I would say there is, there is a bunch that we like to go to. And being competition cooks, we typically don't eat barbecue, mm-hmm. um, but there's some fantastic barbecue in the Kansas City area.
0: Tell you a quick story about my Kansas City barbecue experience. My wife and I, back in 2007, were on our way to Memphis in May just to go to the event. And we're driving along, and you know, we leave Boulder later than we wanted to, and we're driving all day, and we get to Kansas City, get to the Kansas City area about oh eight o'clock, something like that, and we're driving through, we're on I-70, and about 8.30 quarter to 9, we just realize, you know what, we need some food. And I said to my wife, take out, your, take out your cell phone and see where the closest Gates barbecue is. And she looked at it and she called the number and uh, the person who answered said, where are you? And we said, I-70. And they said, well, that's a big highway. Where are you on I-70? We, and we told them. And they said, you know what? Two more exits. Get off. Go down to the bottom of the ramp. Make a left. Go two blocks. We're on the right-hand side and within 15 minutes, we walked into Gates, got some ribs, got some brisket, got everything they could possibly have, sat down, and I'll have to tell you that that was the best bite of barbecue I've ever had. Combination of the great barbecue that Gates puts out and the combination of the fact that I was so starving and so psyched up for barbecue, <laughs> it was incredible. And awesome. the, people, the people at Gates, of course, couldn't have been nicer. Right. They knew we were from out of town, knew we were from on the road, and they, they took care of us. Great place. And I know that goes on just about everywhere that the sells barbecue, especially in Kansas City. Definitely. Mike, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. We will look for you out on the barbecue trail. And especially, um, you're coming out to the Rocky competition, right? Colorado Rockies?
1: We will be out there, yes.
0: Well, you and I are going to have to hook up. We'll, uh, we'll email and find a place to uh, meet up and, and break a rib.
1: Sounds like a deal, Frank.
0: All right, my friend. Thank you very much. Well, that's our podcast for this week. Our thanks to Mike Peters, the president of the Kansas City Barbecue Society. Again, if you're not a member of the Kansas City Barbecue Society, you can sign up at kcbs.us. That's kcbs.us. For an individual, it's only $35 a year. I think for a family, it's 50 bucks, but you really get a lot of information, a lot of uh, just some great things from the kansas city barbecue society if you want to find recipes if you want to find barbecue contests in your area whatever you want to do in relation to barbecue you're going to find it at kcbs.us so we encourage you to sign up and be a member we also want to encourage you to be a subscriber to story q magazine we're grateful that you listen to our podcast you can download that at itunes but we also want to make sure that you get the monthly digital magazine and to make sure that you do get that you can go to storyq.com that's s-t-o-r-y-q-u-e.com and sign up for that and each month right in your newsstand you will have a digital copy of story Q magazine it is packed with information recipes incredible pictures and I think, you know, you you eat first with your eyes, and well, you see some of the pictures in Story Q. It makes you want to go out and fire up the grill of the smoker. So I encourage you to subscribe to that. If you would like to be a sponsor for our podcast, you can get in touch with the publisher of Story Q Magazine. That's Laverne Gingrich. You can reach him at Laverne-L-A-V-E-R-N at StoryQ.com. And if you'd like to be a guest if you have a product or service or the barbecue team that's been doing really great If you'd like to be a guest on the Story Q podcast You can get in touch with me, Frank Erickson And you can reach me at Frank at BBQChefs.us That's Frank at BBQChefs.us Until next time We'll be talking to you on September 18th With another Story Q podcast It'll be our episode number 10 Kind of a milestone for us A small one I admit But a milestone nonetheless Until then, stay blessed, stay humble and stay safe.